WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Through the next hour on Impact's Exposure, it's our opportunity to turn it over to the community to find out what's going on in the Greater Lansing, East Lansing area. I'm joined tonight by a couple of lovely guests. On my left is Mary. She is uh, going to provide color commentary for us and uh, tell us a little bit about the news. <laughs> Mary, welcome to the program. Thank you, Ed. It's great to have you here. And our very special guest from uh, Cooley Law School to tell us a little bit about the Cooley 5K uh, Run for Education event is Terry. Terry, welcome to the program. Thank you. And glad running, to be here. Glad to have you here. And running the big board is our all-star Chad. He's going to make sure we all sound good, and he gives us the big thumbs up. So if you have any comments or any questions for our guests or uh, for our news hosts, feel free to give us a call. 432-3893 is the number. That's 432-3893, and uh, we'd be happy to get you on the air and uh, find out what your questions are. Uh, first off, question for you, Terry. We'd like to hear just kind of a little bit about what the uh, the Lansing uh, Cooley 5K Run for Education is about, where it came from, uh, kind of what its purpose is, if you could kind of fill okay. us in on that. Yeah, this is actually the eighth year for the Cooley 5K Race for Education. Oh, so wow. this is a, a tried and true race, and it's actually it's what, you know, the name of it is what it's all about. It's for education. But the unique thing about the race is that every entrant, okay, so anyone who, you know, registers for the race Mm -hmm. gets to nominate the educational institution of their choice to win the proceeds of the race. And we divide it up in percentages. So there's a 50% winner, a 25% winner, two Mm -hmm. 10% winners, and a 5% winner. And then we also have a Cooley winner who can win $1,000 if they're present or 500 if they're not present for the award. So usually what ends up happening is I'm, you know, calling some really happy person and telling them, you have just won thousands of dollars for your school, and it's all random. So like last year, we had like 40 or 50 people from Dwight Rich Middle School. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they figured it out. And, you know, the more people you get to nominate your school, mm-hmm. the more chances you have to win. So Dwight Rich figured this out. And they had two winners last year. Oh, and they wow. came they went away with I think the the fifty percent winner and a ten percent winner. And they won like I don't know what it was, like four or five thousand dollars. Wow. You know, and so a lot of these schools it ends up being, you know, they they're calling me and they're practically in tears because they had lost their funding and if it weren't for winning this, um, they would have had to, you know, forget, you know, going on on, you know, these tours or anything. So usually mm-hmm. it's a really nice fun thing for me to do to call up these schools and tell them you just won a lot of money and it's a fun race too because it's all on the capitol lawn it's you know running around uh downtown lansing Mm -hmm. which you know you don't get to do that very often now the thing about our race is that downtown lansing unfortunately is always under construction and so this is you know this is our eighth year and this is our eighth course Mm. which is not what I planned, but um, (laughs) it's going to actually be, because of all the construction down there, it's going to be actually two loops, um, which actually might be nice because it's if you did the JA race race about two weeks ago, it's the same course. But, you know, we kind of take what we can uh, get at this point. JA, what is the JA race? A junior achievement. It was a race downtown about a couple weeks ago. And that was... um, uh, I think the, our race is also a Playmakers Series race, okay. which essentially only the largest races in the area get to be on that. And, and I know that all of the really competitive runners mm-hmm. like to be involved in the Playmakers Series races. How many people do you typically uh, have come out and join you on a Well, we have, last day. year we had five to 600 runners and walkers, and I think we had a wheeler as well. Mm. And then we have children's races. We have the race around the Capitol, mm-hmm. and then we have a Capitol Dash for the younger children. 
So, you know, lots of, in other words, lots of family activities. We're going to have Gus the bus out there. We're going to have Louis the light bug. Um, we're going to have face painting. The wow. Uptown Band's going to be there. And, wow. and Cooley always has great food, um, if that matters to people. <laughs> and, oh, that and, matters. And the, if you usually it does, I like to eat. actually. Yeah. So, Eating is you know, a big part. So it's, it's, a, it's a good time in downtown Lansing. And what time does uh, the whole race event kick off? When are people going to be able to participate in the family events, all that kind of well, stuff? Well, um, race day registration starts at 6 o'clock. So okay. 6 o'clock. Um, the race itself, the 5K, is at 7.30. So between 6 and 7.30, come on down, get registered. And then during that time, you know, there will be the band. You'll be able to do the face painting. We'll have children's activities and those kinds of things. So it's, you know, about an hour and a half before the race starts. And then the fastest runners will be done in, good grief, 13 minutes or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the walkers usually can take about an hour. And then... We have the um, you know award ceremony after that. So uh, what day? What day is the race? It is this Friday, June first. Friday, June first in the and evening. So it's seven thirty okay. so in the evening. So you're saying six six p.m. Not six a.m. Yes, you said six I, o'clock no no I, morning people on this one. It's yeah, in the I got evening. a little nervous yeah. there. That, uh, yeah. I, sh- I certainly wouldn't be coming out, but hey, if it's 6 p.m., I should probably be awake Yeah, that, you'll so. be awake by then. Well, you know, I can't guarantee how useful I'll be at, on Friday at 6. So this Friday, June 1st, uh, starting at 6 p.m., folks can come down and join you. Where's the Where's the main sign-in area? Where It'll be on to? the Capitol Lawn. There'll right be the a huge tent, and, to and you can't miss it. We'll have signs, and the band will be right up there on the Capitol steps and everything, too. So Oh, great. Yeah, it's real very, very festive. This sounds like uh, so much more than a 5K. It's a fun night out for families, too. Exactly. You can come get your face painted, exactly. listen to music, hang out outside, enjoy the nice weather. Yep. We like to, well, we actually send an invitation to all the, you know, schools and the principals. So we like to think that, you know, not only the teachers and the students, but their families, mm-hmm. it should be a really nice family kind of uh, mm-hmm. fun thing to do along with, you know, for the competitive runners, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it has the division awards. I mean, I, I think we even have a, a division award for 80 and up, you know, mm-hmm. so it's for anyone at any age. <laughs> so Everybody's included. If you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to Impact Exposure. It's our, t- our time to uh, talk to people in the community. We're right now uh, speaking with Terry Carell. She's of uh, Cooley Law School and uh, informing us about the 5K Run for Education Going on this Friday, June first, uh, starting at six p.m. is when the sign up and the actual race kicks off at seven thirty. Right. Uh, if you have any calls for uh, Terry or comments about the event, give us a call four three two three eighty nine three. We were just talking about uh, how it's not just an event for runners, but uh, really for the whole family and people in the community can come out and have a good time, have food, and uh, so you said last year you had about five six hundred runners. How many uh, people would you? Or is that People that's total. just the runners, and okay. then we had the children's okay. race as well, and that's another hundred or so. And then there's, of course, the whole families, brothers, sisters coming out mm-hmm. to support them. So it's usually like a thousand people on the Capitol lawn. That's great. Usually, what ends up being so great. it's fun. Yeah, and it keeps these, Lansing busy. Are these events all going on at the same time, or do you have the five k first and the children's run? The, yes, the five k race is first. Um, and I let me just double check the times. So at seven thirty is the five k walk run in front of the Capitol. At eight fifteen, the children's race around the Capitol. And then 825 is the kids' Capitol Dash. And then we try to get the award ceremony going at around 830. So okay. the whole family mm-hmm. can really do this. Oh, Parents yeah. or grandparents can do yep. the 5K and then still have time to watch their kids yep. participate at the end. And you usually get that as, you know, the, the moms and dads who are, are runners really like to support their, their kids and like to have them go out and run. And they usually end up <laughs> running around the Capitol you know, with them. Of course, we have people out there um, making sure, marshals making sure mm-hmm. none of the kids are running in the street or anything, <laughs> but they're really actually just running right on the sidewalk all the way around the Capitol. Good. So, And the overzealous ones get bumped back onto the sidewalk right. by the marshals. That's right. Nope, it's safe. Nope, we don't have any of that going on. Um, just kind of logistically, where where's a good place for folks to park? I mean, if you got got 1,000 people downtown, that's... 
We suggest getting into a parking ramp. Okay. Is what we suggest. And there's a couple so, of parking ramps oh, right sure. around there. Yeah. Uh, where's Boji? Doesn't Boji Tower have a ramp? Right yeah. There? There's there's a number of different ramps, but you know, most people just try and get down there, and you can certainly park on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you just have to walk a little way to get there. I think the biggest thing is the, is the construction, but there's nothing we can do about that. So, yeah, um, yeah everyone's just going to have to have a sense of humor about the <laughs> construction downtown Lansing. But yeah. the runners aren't going to be dodging orange barrels. No, 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 no. <laughs> the one thing that's going to be um, interesting is that on, um, Mich- or on MLK, mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit tight at one point because it's the two laps. So we're going to kind of try to have the runners on the sidewalk and then kind of ask that walkers kind of take, um, you know, the, the grass area. Because a sidewalk, when you're talking that many people, isn't very much room. So sure. we're kind of asking people, you know, who are walkers to kind of walk on the, on the grass. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Impact Exposure. We're talking with Terry of... LCC's, excuse me, Cooley Law School's 5K Run for Education. Uh, give us a call, 432-3893, if you've uh, participated in the event in the past, uh, if you have uh, a school that you'd like to advocate for uh, to, to get some of our listeners to sign up for uh, that school. There's a very interesting uh, method of dispersing the funds that they raise. Uh, and if you are uh, someone who whose children... Uh, go to school locally, or is it just locally, or is it all over Michigan? It, you know, we we just say for educational, you know, Any you know, it doesn't have to be in mm-hmm. Lansing. In fact, a lot of them aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think how far out we've we've gone, but certainly the surrounding Lansing area for sure. And if mm-hmm. somebody came from Chicago, I suppose I, you know, Great. you know, uh, I wouldn't say we wouldn't do it for someone else. So the important thing is that it's for an educational institution. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. But we've given away well over $50,000 um, since this since the inception of the race, so we feel pretty good about that. That's amazing. Yeah. So and it's gone to elementary schools, high schools, yes. all different kinds of places. And one interesting thing is that, you know, another school who really has figured it out is Hazlitt. Okay. Because um three years in a row, you know, we've pulled out Hazlitt to get money. And we kind of feel like, you know, they built a wing off this money they've gotten, you know, by, you know, three years in a row. And actually, Cooley has one, too. But usually, okay. um, President LaDuke, he basically donates it to something that other cause that we do, like for Cooley for Kids, that we send um, local students during the summer to a lug nuts game. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we will donate the money that we do win in you know, in proceeds from the Cooley race, we we basically give it away again. So, so it's going back to the kids. Yeah, it's no going back what. to it's going to education for for kids. Yeah, yeah. So, you're listening to Impact Exposure four three two three eighty nine three. We're talking uh, at the moment with Terry of Cooley Law School, talking about their uh, wonderful event going on this Friday, June first, starting at uh, six thirty p.m. is the sign up for the five k. Uh, there's all kinds of other family events as well as food and uh, a band playing. It's going to go on right in downtown Lansing, uh, your capital of the state of Michigan. And uh, it sounds like, I mean, it's a very timely event for Michigan right now because we're getting killed, you know, financially, especially uh, the governor saying she's cutting, going to have to cut uh, education budget to be able to cover our $1 billion deficit oh goodness well yeah the, i mean this isn't even this year because i remember almost every year i get someone that you know has won you know i don't know what it is thousands of dollars and mm-hmm. they always say thank god mm-hmm. <laughs> this sure. happened it must have been our you know lucky day or something because we wouldn't have been able to to send these kids to you know on this field trip or mm-hmm. we would have had to eliminate this or that or um so and a lot of the, um, you know, parochial schools, you know, where they always have to um, raise money for things. We've I know that, like, Lansing Catholic High School has won. Um, I think they've won a couple of years. Um, so, and they always are in need of money because, you know, they're uh, private. And all the money is, is not coming from public funds. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's anything, you know you know, Beekman Center or even like a preschool, you know, 
Um, and if you wanted to even, like, for instance, you know, if you wanted to have it go to, like, your track team, you know, let's say you, you have a, a your son or daughter in, you know, a music program or something. You could be as specific as that. You know, I want it to go to such and such school, and I want it to go towards, you know, whatever, the band, mm-hmm. you know, the choir or the track or cross country or whatever it is that you're, you're most, you know, you have the most interest in. Great. Um, so, so people really have a chance to mm-hmm. benefit their kids, their neighbors, exactly. and the way that matters to them. Yeah. Every once in a while you get somebody, you know, I wanted to go to a person. It's like, no, but, <laughs> you know, you can have it go towards something that would benefit that person, you know, if they're in a particular program or something. <laughs> so you can't give it greedy. to the president of the band. No, yeah, right. I, I wanted to go to my son <laughs> so that I don't have to pay for his football fees or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wow. No, can't do, it th- can't do it that way, but you could give it to the football team or something. There you go. Help them all out. So yep. what's the weather going to be like on Friday? Any, any reports so far? Well, you never know, right. um, and you know I'm certainly not going to predict the weather. I can <laughs> oh, tell go you. Ahead. It's fine. It's <laughs> well, just I can tell radio. you that Cooley's race has never had a bad weather day. There you go. So, she predicted. <laughs> I will tell you that guaranteed much. that there will be um, good weather, and it only has to be nice for the time that they're there. So it can, you know, we've had that happen. Like in the morning, it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be bad, but then it just seems miraculously clear up for our race, and it's not, you know, and then it'll rain later or something. But for <laughs> I really, like, this will be our eighth year, and we've always had a nice day. So I'm. I don't see any wood around here, but I knock on it if I can. Somebody at home in Radio Land, please knock on wood for us. It sounds like uh, you know just a great opportunity. Uh, Friday evening, the, the weather's been so nice lately. A, a chance to uh, you know go out and get a little exercise. You said there's a lot of walkers, mm-hmm. so you don't have to be a, a, a power athlete to participate. Yeah. But it sounds like uh, if people are interested in getting out on Friday and participating in a little bit of fun activity uh, in downtown Lansing, which you know we don't necessarily always have a lot of fun things to do in downtown Lansing, so it's good to <laughs> good to have something new on a Friday night, and uh, you can kind of have an opportunity to help some school uh, that you're affiliated or not affiliated with. Uh, so uh, people yeah. that are interested, um, again, it's Friday, June first, going on uh, downtown Lansing, right on the steps of the Capitol, kicking off at six p.m. So you don't even have to wake up early. Boy, what, <laughs> what a relief right. that is! Uh, and the, the actual race event starts at seven thirty. PM. Uh, Terry, do you have any kind of closing thoughts you want to leave us with? Oh, I'm just, it's a, it's really a great time for, you know, the whole family to come down. And then for those competitive people, it is a Playmaker Series race. Mm -hmm. And I, this Mm -hmm. is the first year that we've had chip timing. So that's kind of new, but really cool for us. We decided we needed to take that next leap. We have enough people now, Mm -hmm. you know, the smaller races, it doesn't make sense, but our race is big enough now. We need to have the chip timing. So that's, that's a exciting new thing for us this year. So for people that have never actually run a race or, or walked a race with the chip timing, can you kind of explain how that works? Chip timing is, you know, how if you've, I don't know, you know, if you realize that you usually have a bib mm-hmm. and you can tear off. You know, usually what ends up happening is there's a spool at the end and, you you know, you have a tear off your number and everything at the end. And it's a it's very um kind of time-consuming and tedious in mm-hmm. a sense, whereas chip timing is automatic. You take this little chip and you tie it to your shoe, mm-hmm. your running shoe, mm-hmm. and then what happens is they have these mats, and every time you run across the mat, it times you. Okay. So the minute you cross that finish line, your time's done. You know, they know what it is, and then it's very quick to basically turn around, um, you know, the results of the race. Mm. So, um, you know, that's that's the advantage of doing the chip timing. And then you can actually keep track, you know, every time you cross that mat, you would know what your splits are, okay. you know, and that kind of thing for those really serious runners who want to know that. Um, and then so. once the race is over, the government can track your exact location <laughs> and kind right. of know what products you're buying and that sort of thing. So that's that's, that's right. a kind of one of the downsides, potentially. No, we're kidding. You do have to give the chip back at the end. I did yes, you definitely have to, unless you have your own chip. 
Um, some people do, but and, yeah, most people case, the government just, does know <laughs> what you're doing if you do. But that's a personal so, choice. So yeah, so we're going to have that's one new thing for the year, and we're excited about that. Yeah, very so cool. so yeah. each year getting a little bit bigger, a little bit better. That's right, and we are able to give away more and more money. That's, that's the great. more important thing. Yes, fantastic. And what year are you in? What year is this? This is our eighth year for the Cooley Race, Cooley Five K Race for Education. Fantastic. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for uh, for coming in and talking with us, and oh, for happy to be here for putting all the effort. I'm sure this is not uh, a small thing to put together on <laughs> no. an annual basis. And uh, if you've done it eight years now, that means you are uh, you're able to run an 8K in terms of uh, <laughs> willingness to put on big events like this. So thank you. This, I'm sure the great people of Michigan appreciate it in in this time of fiscal. <laughs> crisis, if you will. Uh, You're listening to Impact Exposure. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, Terry, if you want to stick around, we're just going to talk about some funny news. If not, you're welcome to to leave, but um, we're going to see what's going on in the world out uh, out there, and then uh, we'll probably close out talking uh, about the Be a Tourist in Your Own Town event going on in Lansing uh, for the next couple of days. So uh, you're listening to Impact Exposure right here on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, you are tuned in to Impact's Exposure. 432-3893 is our number. We just talked to Terry Corella of Cooley Law School, uh, talking in depth about the 5K for Education event, the eighth year they're doing this. And uh, that's going on this Friday, starting kicking off at 6 p.m., Friday, June 1st. And uh, if you're a runner or uh, someone interested in education, you can participate in that event by... uh, What's the the website address? That's the one thing we didn't say. It's www.cooley.edu. Okay. And if you want to register online... Mm -hmm. Um, you better do that before 10 o'clock tomorrow morning because okay. then they're going to cut off the online registration. But, of course, you can certainly print out one of the, the registration forms okay. on our website. Okay. And, we'll, obviously, there's, there's registration through race day registration, too. Gotcha. So cooley.edu, if you're interested in uh, checking out that online, but you got to get there quick. And, of course, if you're still interested in participating and you don't make the online cutoff, uh, you, you are still welcome to uh, come on down to the event itself june 1st at uh kicking off at 6 p.m on the capitol steps that's the uh, cooley 5k thanks again terry for coming in and talking with us thank you very much uh and now i'm gonna introduce again my my color commentator and uh generally knowledgeable person about wacky things uh mary brass has uh stepped into the studio to join me and uh inform us all about uh some of the the happenings that maybe you don't get necessarily on your broadcast news uh but we think it's important stuff you need to know about. Well, if you haven't heard of 11-year-old Jameson Stone, I, I don't know where you've been lately. <laughs> this, this kid has accomplished one of my favorite giant feats lately. Uh, 11-year-old Jameson lives in... Oh, okay. You know this one? I think I know where you're going with this. This kid lives in Pickensville, Alabama. Yeah. Him and, and like 100 other people, right? Yeah, 94. 94 other okay. people. <laughs> He was hunting with his dad in the woods when he came across a 9-foot, 4-inch long, 1,051-pound wild boar. And he shot it, killed the boar, got a world record. But he didn't just wait in the woods for this thing to come by, shoot it once, and call it a day. 
This kid shot this boar eight times with oh, a fifty-caliber revolver, <laughs> and then had to chase it through the woods for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> now it slowed down enough for him to shoot it at point-blank range before he finally killed the boar. And again, this thing weighs one thousand fifty-one pounds. And the question on everyone's mind—I know it's on yours—is <laughs> what is little Jameson gonna do with this boar? My question was, what is an 11-year-old kid doing with a 50 caliber revolver? <laughs> he was hunting with his dad. Oh, all right. Apparently yeah. it was one of his dad's guns. Okay. That's still... <laughs> and some guides, I think. <laughs> seems, seems like Darwinism would be involved there But somehow. when you shoot a 9-foot, 4-inch long boar yeah. that weighs over 1,000 pounds, what do you do with it? The plan so far is to, of course, mount its head on the mm-hmm. wall, mm-hmm. and then turn the rest of the boar into sausage, <laughs> which God. yields between 500 and 700 pounds of sausage. So little Jameson wow. will be eating, yes. So they don't need food stamps for another couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's <laughs> really, that, yeah, that really, what a message of hope for all all the uh, inbred people of, where, where is he from again? He's, he's from Pickensville, Alabama. Pickensville, and when interviewed, Alabama. little Jameson uh, said that he doesn't think he'll ever kill anything this big again. Oh, oh God. For a minute, I thought you were going to say he he didn't think he was ever going to kill again. That <laughs> no, this, this taught this him the value again. of life and that that's this. No, he's, yeah. Okay. No, he peaked too early. Okay. He, <laughs> yeah. got, he got nowhere to go but down from He goes hunt a whale or something, right? <laughs> or uh, what other large, uh, you can still hunt African elephants. <laughs> right on, on the right kind of game preserves no is that all right well anyway. okay <laughs> all right well speaking of tragedy and death uh we're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> which we so often do on this radio station and, and usually it's through song and uh indie indie song and emo sadness but an interpretive dance yeah which is yeah unfortunately not really reflected which i'm doing right in, now yeah, in radio the visual aspect is really more of a hearing air well, we're going to move to a wacky story a little closer to home. Now, this story is a couple weeks old, and I'm sure y'all know it, but it's so good, it's worth mentioning again. Uh, Dearborn, our police force over in Dearborn, Michigan, is well-trained, and they do a great job protecting and serving their community. <laughs> However, <laughs> do, you any, do you have any empirical support for that statement? That's a bold statement. <laughs> However, lately, they're about one officer down oh. because uh, there was a 911 call a couple weeks ago. An officer, actually, on the staff who was off-duty at the time called in for assistance, called in 911 dispatch for assistance. Uh, apparently, this officer had been uh, taking marijuana from suspects uh, that he brought into custody. And his wife, it was kind of a team event, his wife would then bake the marijuana into brownies. And one <laughs> for night... For the whole guys of the force or just for, <laughs> no. the, just for this family? Okay. I think, I think just for husband and right. self-consumption at home. Fantastic. <laughs> one really night, uh, the couple was indulging in these fantastic brownies. And uh, the policeman became a little uh, nervous and scared and paranoid. And in fact, he thought that he was dying. So he called 911 <laughs> for assistance. And there's a great... Tape the nine one one tape is actually online. If you want to, you can go look at it, check it out, and listen to it. Uh, if you Google Dearborn Cop Pot, you'll probably get a link to it. But uh, he calls in to dispatch, and they ask him, you know, if he needs assistance, what his emergency is, and he tells them what he had done, what his wife had done. And then he says that uh, he thinks they're dying, and he pauses, <laughs> and he says, "I I think we're dead." <laughs> and then, and then the conversation goes on for a little while longer. I won't ruin everything for you, but then he says. Time is moving really, 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 really slow. <laughs> his concern was that uh, the marijuana had been uh, perhaps laced with something else that was um, affecting their health. And they uh, they received prompt medical assistance from wow. the rest of the team at Dearborn. That's and fantastic. Yeah, and he was dismissed from the force, but uh, no charges Aww. are being pressed against him. Really? That's a better anti-drug message I have not heard yet. That's... <laughs> Uh, you know, real honest stuff coming to you from Dearborn. That's great, you know, that, that we're doing great things out there in the uh, greater Detroit area. What else you got for us? Protecting and serving. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe one more story, something a, a little closer to home. Uh, we all maybe have heard of a large church in the area, the Mount Hope Church. Oh, that's the one with all the flags, isn't it? The one with all the flags. That's And they have that uh, that fantastic uh, the House of Horrors on uh during uh the uh, Halloween time if you haven't been to this it's uh, I don't know if they put it on anymore but it was raised uh, quite a bit of ruckus uh, at least a couple of years ago when they were doing uh things like oh I don't know gay marriage was in their house of horrors and uh and uh yeah all kinds of 
you know, family value oriented things. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was fantastic from what I hear. Well, at this very same church, Mount Hope with all the flags and the wonderful Halloween destination, uh, in 2002, a woman, well, the this church is slightly outside of Lansing, so this uh, case was brought to trial and closing arguments were just given this last month uh, in, I think, Eaton Rapids, because it's in Delta Township, no, Eaton County, because it's in Delta Township. And a woman in 2002, uh, the pastor of the church called people who were being moved by the spirit uh, up to the altar area so they could, you know, really embrace this experience together and apparently this happens often at the church and one woman in particular went up there and she was moved by the spirit and in fact she reports being so consumed by the spirit that she um i don't know lost her balance or (laughs) (laughs) fell are are you saying god knocked this woman over is that what you're saying no yeah yeah if you're moved by the spirit enough apparently can knock you right over oh man but uh, apparently, usually at this church, there are trained ushers there ready to catch people who are so moved. And unfortunately for this woman, <laughs> no one not, was there to catch her. The so she just got moved right on over <laughs> and hit her head very hard on the ground and suffered oh, head trauma <laughs> resulting in memory loss and a whole bunch of other uh, cognitive negative effects. Huh. And yeah, this was 2002. And she said that not only did no one catch her, but no one offered her um, spiritual or physical comfort that she needed to recover from this after the incident. And so I think she was seeking $25,000 worth of damages, uh, sued the pastor and went to trial. And I think closing arguments just took place this month here in May. So we're going to have to wait for the outcome of this one. Yeah, that's exciting. $25,000. That doesn't seem like enough comfort. I I would need more comfort than that (laughs) if I got knocked over by God. Uh, well, thank you, Mary, for uh, for gracing us with some uh, some of the wonderful happenings around the country and around our own community. Even that's that's good stuff. Uh, you're listening to Impact Exposure. We're uh, we're going to take a, another brief break here, and uh, then we're going to tell you uh, play an interview for you talking about the Be a Tourist in Your Own Town event still going on in the Greater Lansing area. It's a neat opportunity for you to uh, check out. All the things that you uh, may not even be aware of are, are happening right in your own community in terms of businesses and uh, other fun events. So uh, we're going to play that for you in just a minute. But uh, before we do that, we're going to take a real brief break, and uh, we'll be back with more information from Impact Exposure right here on 89FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 And now, back to Exposure. Studio now, actually, we've we've been continuously joined by Tracy, but now it's her turn to talk. Uh, Tracy, coming to us from the uh, Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau, the VP of uh, Marketing Communications. Is that, see, I I did my homework. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Tracy's a big deal, uh, in case you didn't know. Be a tourist in your own town. We, it's the uh, 13th year. I'm very familiar with it, though uh, not surprisingly, I'm not 100% familiar with all the attractions. Um, but before we get to talking about attractions, why don't we uh, – I'll let, I'll let Tracy lay down the basic gist of being a tourist in your own town. Thanks, Brock. Um, be a tourist in your own town, Saturday, June 2nd, our 13th annual event. Um, you purchase a passport, and that passport will get you free admission to over 35 different attractions in the greater Lansing area. And the, uh, the attraction list, and uh, fortunately for the invention of the Internet, uh, people on radio like myself can sound like we know what we're talking about. Uh, the Greater Lansing uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau website for uh, Be a Tourist in Your Own Town is lansing.org slash B-A-T-Y-O-T. Yeah, bat yacht. Bat 
yacht. <laughs> Those in the know, bet yacht. A number of attractions. Uh, you, the passports are available now. Correct. Uh, the locations, AAA of Michigan and Grand River Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau in Old Town, yep. uh, Impression 5, Lansing Art Gallery, and uh, the Lansing and Meridian Malls. Where would you go to in the mall to pick them up? Uh, the Customer Service Desk. Customer Service Desk. have the passports on sale now. And they also are on sale the day of at information stations around town. Now, we were talking uh, previously, before we talk about attractions and getting around in Lansing right now, kind of sucks, uh, yeah. specifically downtown Lansing. Yeah, there's a little bit of construction down there. But fortunately, you guys have a way to get around it. We do. We have a generous partner with CADA who supplies us with special Be a Tourist in Your Own Town public bus routes. So there's four different routes. So depending on what attractions you want to visit, you can jump on the red route, yellow route, blue route, black route, and um, figure out what attractions you want to see. It's a um, very nominal fee to ride the bus. Um, so it's a great affordable day for all kinds of, you know, family fun. Um, actually, we look at it that a family of four can get out and enjoy the day. You can get some free hot dogs for lunch. You can ride cat. You can enjoy be a tourist. All for the less than the price of one movie ticket. Uh, so it's, oh, see, I can't even say prices, but I was going to say it's like half tank of gas. Uh, <laughs> uh, so a number of things, attractions throughout the Lansing area, there's, you would think of that there was a lot come, come to the top of your head, like Lansing lug nuts, but apparently there's a first this year in that you're actually going to be able to get inside. Yeah, you can go into Oldsmobile Park and do a kind of behind the scenes tour around Olds Park. Um, which we're very excited about because they typically um, are open that day for us to get wow. in there. So you can go into like the visitors dugout and spit on the floor. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, other, other new uh, attractions: the uh, the MSU Bike Service Center have uh, complimentary bike rentals. See, kids, that's what happens when you leave your bikes on campus when you leave for the summer. Uh, the Bike Service Center uh, takes them and lets uh, the tourists in their own yeah. town use them. Uh, I don't think that's actually the case. But uh, the the uh, skate park uh, and uh, modern skate and surf skateboarding demonstrations right there near Frandor. Is that Ranny? Rainy Skate Rainy. Park. See, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know how to pronounce it. Uh, fantastic skate park. Even when you're an old dude like me and uh, you want to run down there with uh, the skate, that is a new attraction this year. Uh, the Greater Lansing's uh, Potter's Guild in Hazlitt, I would assume that has something to do with pottery. Yeah, they'll do demonstrations. Um, I think they're even offering free lumps of clay to folks that come out and want to take a peek at what they do and have to offer out there. So, so nice interactive visit for folks. So they can go and reenact the scene from Ghost all on their <laughs> yeah. own. Yeah. <laughs> Lans- I don't know if I'm going to recommend that, but okay. <laughs> Lansing Fire Station number 41 tours, uh, which... I know we're that like... is right downtown on Grand, uh, kind of across the street from Riverfront Park, okay. Adata Riverfront Park. All right. Uh, the Lansing Mall, the Lansing Sailing Club, right on Lake Lansing. Uh, for those who have not been privy to the MSU uh, sailing uh, joint, it's good times. And uh, Lake Lansing is... Uh, by the way, do you have any idea what the weather's supposed to be like? It's kind of a pertinent no, question. No, not yet. But we are always, you know, fingers crossed that we have beautiful weather like we have today. Oh, yeah, we hope so. Today and tomorrow. Uh, Maggie Moo's Ice Cream, mm-hmm. Melting Moments, yep. Centennial Flavor, City of East Lansing. Yeah, that's mm. going to be great. Like, let folks out and uh, taste test the new Centennial Ice Cream flavor for the City of East Lansing. Really? There's a yeah. new flavor just for the City of East yeah, Lansing? isn't that nuts? Wow. Maybe it has nuts in the ice cream. I don't know. You would have it, to come find out what it's all about. It tastes like... Um, oh. Vomit and booze? In- no. <laughs> uh, Boar's Head Theater uh, also in there as well. Bergdorf's Winery. Uh, which yeah, winery? free wine tastings. Where's that at? It's out in Hazlitt. Is that the one that's on uh, Schumann Road? Uh, possibly. There's directions inside the passport. We'll have uh, more descriptions about each of the attractions. The times are open, if they're offering any kind of special discounts, and how to get there. See, now this is why Tracy talks, because uh, even though I'm reading this stuff off the website, she still knows way more than I do, <laughs> even though I'm assuming all of these things. Uh, Beaumont Tower. You know, you're not actually a Spartan um, unless you have passed out underneath Beaumont Tower. <laughs> uh, the Book Borough, uh, the Courthouse Square, Creation Station. What's Creation Station? They're all kind of an arts and crafts um, reuse center underneath Impression 5 Science Center, so kids can go in and make a craft project that day. Fenner Nature Center, which is right off of Mount Hope, not too far from here. 
uh, Kresge Art Museum, the Lansing Art Gallery, the Lansing City Market. I can remember going to the City Market as a kid, uh, and I was not aware that they uh, were still open. Yeah. But um, I don't know why I wouldn't know that, because they're there every year for um, Common Ground. Yes. But yep. uh, And still are this year. And still are this year. The State Capitol Building. What what uh, what goes on in the Capitol Which Building? Which is awesome. Um, guided tours. Actually, the State Capitol Building is not typically open for tours That's on what a weekend. I was yeah. um, so they actually do us a big favor and stay open on Saturday and do some guided tours for us. If you've never been inside it, it's a must see. It's gorgeous. I still remember going uh, when I was in, in like elementary school. Uh, before I, we speak more about uh, attractions, there's. Uh, we were. I was curious earlier, and I asked you how many people came through. There's a lot of people that go through this every yeah. year, considering that it's a one day thing. Is there uh, is there any advice as far as what time you should consider doing things? If you should try to be earlier, or if if you should try to catch the bus earlier? Yeah, the event goes from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., so it's just a one day long event. Um, I encourage folks to park their cars either at the LCC parking ramp. There's a lot in Old Town. There's a lot out here on campus at MSU. Um, and get out early. So, you know, you're out parking your car at 9, 9.30, and you're ready at that bus stop by 10 o'clock, so you're one of the first people on, and you can get out and enjoy the day. One of the great things about the Passport is that you can, as you visit the different attractions, you can collect stamps. And as you collect stamps in the back, if you get 10, turn it into the Convention and Visitors Bureau, and you're eligible for prize packages. And there is, uh, speaking of prize packages, we have uh, a... Grand prize to give away right here on the air uh, tonight, but uh, we'll talk about that very shortly. It's called a teaser in radio. Ooh, awesome. yeah, I, I know. I'm professional. <laughs> uh, something else I was asking you about earlier. Um, the, uh, the oh, I just saw it, and I just told you. The Museum of Surveying. Yeah. Well, uh, that's down by Impression 5. Mm-hmm. Is it what it sounds like? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm curious is you said that it's the only one in the nation. It is. Um, it, it's a really unique, interesting place if you are into surveying and would like to learn how they kind of plotted out and mapped counties and lines and measured and, you know, the grids of the state and roads and all that's involved with surveying. Uh, here's the thing. I, uh, I'm almost 28 years old. I... Uh, I'm the third generation of my family to go to Michigan State University. Thus, I've been in the Lansing area for 28 years. And uh, be a tourist in your own town is brilliant for a number of reasons. And first of all, I look at the attractions on the list for be a tourist on your own town. I know like maybe three quarters of them. Yeah, that's really the main, that's the goal of the event, um, is to educate our residents about what there is to see and do in hopes that they become ambassadors for the region and invite their friends and family back to the area. Another classic example would be the fact that you've got four to 5,000 Michigan State kids that aren't necessarily even from around here. Exactly. And it would be a great, uh, uh, great environment for them to realize that there's a lot more than just the bars in downtown East Lansing. Amen. And we even have something special would be a tourist for the college students if you're just into party and want to go out at night, we've got a new concept for this year. It's called Bat Yacht After Dark. Really? So be a tourist in your own town after dark. So from 5 p.m. to 2.30 a.m., the Entertainment Express will be running, which goes mm-hmm. up and down Michigan Avenue, if you're familiar with the trolley. And folks can use their passports that day to get on the trolley, and all of the restaurants and bars along that strip will be offering special discounts to passport holders. Wow. So it's almost like, almost like but not quite a bar crawl. Almost exactly. <laughs> Almost. What's what's the uh, CADL main library? Um, that's the downtown Capital Area District Library. Okay. On Kalamazoo. I see library books. I know not of what you speak. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you at Bat Yacht after yeah, that's dark. Right. Then is that right? Uh, that's right. Uh, many <laughs> things you can actually do right here on campus as well. WKR Studios, right in the Communication Arts and Sciences Building. If you can get your way around it, uh, as you'll notice that there's also a lot of construction on campus right now. That is also part of the tour. The MSU Museum, the MSU Bug House, the MSU Dairy Store, which uh, is more ice cream. How many uh, how many calories can we expect to uh, go through and be a tourist? Ooh, that's a good question, and we haven't had that one before. <laughs> as many as you can handle, probably. I mean, we've got some great stuff. What uh, the the Washington Square Michigan Walk of Fame? That was actually uh, in the news not too long ago. 
what what's uh, what's the deal with the Washington Square Michigan Walk of Fame? Well, um, if folks are familiar, they had an induction ceremony last year with Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder yep. and um, other very notable Michigan ganders that have um, stars or plaques along Michigan Avenue for the Walk of Fame. Um, I think they are doing another induction for 2007. Um, so that's just kind of a great way to explore Washington Square. There are a lot of new restaurants and bars open down there. Yeah, Hopefully right. we'll have some restaurants that you can stop for lunch or get a drink um, and enjoy either Bat Yet After Dark while you ride the trolley around or the Catabus Fairs. Um, we'll take you right downtown as well to see that. There's a number of attractions that make this obviously ideal family situations, especially for those with uh, young ones. When you have situations like Proust Pets uh, over in Hazlitt, which Proust's is awesome. Well, actually, I have to stop you there. Proust Pet has relocated to Old Town. They did? And they've refurbished this wonderful Wait. old building, and it's Fabulous. When did they move? Oh, gee, it's uh, over a year ago. They were open <laughs> last year. Yeah. Sweet. That's a, another fine example of Brock knowing what he's talking about. I drive by there all the time. The Proust signs are still up. I swear they well, are. Maybe they have a branch, but their their main location is wow. down in Old Town um, on Grand Avenue. They've got a beautiful, big, huge waterfall out front wow. inside the store. It's just I mean, they did an amazing job. They've kind of done a Caribbean village setup for all of the exotic birds. They've converted an old bus into their little animal house. Wow. It's nuts. you got to go check it out. I, abs- I need to go in there because I love going to Prusas. I haven't in a while. Um, I remember when Prusas was over in, like, Hazlitt Square right off of uh, Marsh Road. That was like 20 years ago. Good God. Uh, Potter Park Zoo International Bird Day Celebration. Also, uh, children's activities and tours. Potter Park is always a... Um, Something that is always available in the Lansing area and I think sometimes uh, overlooked at the opportunity it provides to, to kids right here. Um, what uh, what kind of children's activities are going to be available at Potter Park? Well, at the zoo, they've got lots of cool things. Um, really nice interactive stuff for the kids. The nice thing about the zoo and be a tourist is that once you purchase your passport, you can get in with free admission. Ah. Um, so anybody looking to save a dime can um, take advantage of that for Bat Yacht. So can you also uh, say if you started off the day at Potter Park and you had your passport, could you end up going back to Potter Park if you wanted to? Sure, yep. At any, uh, for the most part, any any of these uh, attractions? Yep, any of the participating attractions. And, again, that list is at lansing.org. You can click into our link and to be a tourist and find out where to purchase passports, dates, times, details, all that great stuff. And uh, for one last question, the Boar's Head Theater, do we all get to act in like a uh, – uh, one act play, or I don't know, but we could request that. I mean, if that's <laughs> something you're looking for. <laughs> put that on the schedule. Uh, once again, Tracy with me from the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications. If I ever had a sweet title like that, I would make sure that everybody around <laughs> me used it as much as possible. Yeah. As Tracy just said, you can pick up your passports at a number of places. That includes the uh, Lansing and Meridian Mall, the Lansing Art Gallery, the Impression 5 Science Center, uh, the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau right there in Old Town, uh, AAA Michigan uh, right on uh, Grand River Avenue. Uh, why don't we take a, a quick break? Before we do, I was talking earlier about a grand prize tourist in your own town, and uh, I have this in front of me, so I know it's sweet. Uh, that includes Movies for Two at NCG, which is, of course, Eastwood Town Center, the overnight stay at the Amerihost Inn, golf at the Emerald at Maple Creek, gift certificate to Uncle John's Fruit House Winery. It's Uncle John's like these, the uh, St. John's Uncle John's? Yeah, yeah. They have a winery? Also very cool. Well, we have got to talk off oh air, Brock. God. I tell you what. <laughs> I'll, I, yes, it's all I remember fabulous. is going up 27 and stopping for donuts. I See, I've been a grad student for too long, so I have done nothing for the past oh, two years. See, Plus, that's, that's very cool. Free wine tasting. You should be all over that. I know I should. But isn't that the kind where you're not supposed to swallow it? Oh, well, I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go overboard here. Uh, also, in the uh, grand prize, you're going to pick up four passports to be a tourist in your own town. So all this stuff, plus you'll get to go to all these things without spending anything. Uh, and we'll talk more about parking and reiterate uh, what's going on when we come back. In the meantime, 
for the grand prize, the tourist in your own town, the uh, movies for two, the overnight stay at Amerhost, uh, golf at the Emerald and Maple Creek, and the gift certificate to Uncle John's Fruit House Winery, plus the four passports to tourist in your own town. Uh, let's take caller number three, four three two three eight nine three. You are the big winner, and you're going to have one heck of a weekend next weekend with the uh, tourist in your own town. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, Tracy, our very own uh, vice president of marketing. marketing. Communication. <laughs> Such uh, a great title, I can't even I, say it. <laughs> I'm trying to get through it fast so it's nice and smooth. We'll be right back right here on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure right here on Impact 89 FM. My name is Brock. And uh, once again with Tracy from the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau talking all about being a tourist in your own town. What was this? We were talking earlier in that it's 13 years old. What was the original idea as far as uh, did you just come up with, you know, we should really talk about the fact that we have all this great stuff going on that people don't know about? Or how did it? I don't I've I've been to a lot of cities. I've don't think I've ever seen be a tourist in your own town anywhere else. Uh, well, the legend goes that uh, someone came and visited Greater Lansing and got into a cab and asked the cabbie, you know, what should I go do? What's fun? What's cool? And the cabbie said, honestly, you need to turn around, get back on that plane and go home because there's nothing <laughs> going on around here. And as the wow. Convention and Visitors Bureau, you know, our mission is really to promote the region and attract leisure visitors and convention and meeting business. So kind of broke our heart. Yeah, and I would we took that back and said, you know, what can we do? How can we educate our residents about what all of the great things there is to see and do right here in our backyard? And Be a Tourist was born 13 years ago. God, I can't believe it's been 13 years already. Um, the Lansing.org slash Batyot, or B-A-T-Y-O-T, uh, for all the uh, proverbial hizzy on uh, <laughs> what's the dates. I'm not, I'm not speaking under you, am I? No, okay. no. I'm, no. I'm uh, <laughs> the dates, where to pick up passports, and uh, two, the uh, 2007 attractions. There are a lot of them. Uh, what's the, this sounds really familiar. I know where it is. What is the Nokomis Learning Center? That's out um, by Meridian Mall, mm-hmm. and that's actually um, kind of a Native American learning center. Uh, so it's an Okemos. Yes. And it's the Nokomis Learning Center. Correct. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Uh, the Women's Histor- Historical Center and Hall of Fame is in is downtown, downtown Lansing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Turner Dodge House and Park, which is over by, it's off of Green Lawn. By... Uh, that's in Old Town. The Turner Turner House? Dodge, mm-hmm. I thought for some reason that it was off of, uh, see, see, again, uh, reasons Brock should not open his mouth when he <laughs> thinks he knows what he's talking about. Uh, how, I, noticing through this list, there's actually, a lot of it is split up. I mean, there's Hazlitt, there's Old Town, there's East Lansing. So it's not explicitly just Lansing. No, it's it's the really the greater Lansing region. Um, and the nice thing about CATA and offering the public bus fares is that you can jump on one of their routes and it'll concentrate on that region. So you, the yellow route is Old Town. Mm-hmm. You get on the black route, it takes care of MSU and East Lansing. Um, so you don't necessarily have to know where those attractions are. You can just jump on the correct route and they'll take you right there. The Lansing Symphony Orchestra, what uh, are they going to be actually playing for? They will be playing. Um, they actually have members of the orchestra that sit in at the different attractions. So it will depend where they get scheduled. They might be inside one of the museums. They might be out on campus. 
So uh, a question uh, behind the scenes. I have to know, what is it like setting something like this up? I mean, you're working... I, you're probably like you get done with this uh, on the first Saturday of June, and then on Monday you're starting on the next year's. Yeah, yeah. We have such a great staff at the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, we have 18 full-time staff. Every single person volunteers for the day of. They really are committed to it. Um, there's a core committee of four or five individuals that actually put the event on and actually handle the logistics and promotions and all that good stuff. Um and it's phenomenal, really. It is. I'm, I amaze myself at the amount of work and what, what is put into it. Um, weeks and months of, of great effort um, for the citywide event. And we're excited to have, hopefully, twelve to 15,000 people come out and enjoy it. That's insane, twelve to 15,000 people. And speaking of that number of people, um, as we were speaking of earlier, you're probably going to want to try to do as early as you can. You have to realize twelve to 15,000 people, uh, this is all in one day from uh, 10 to 5. Yes. So including the huge amount of the construction that, uh, although if I hear one more person say there's five seasons in Michigan, I'm going to punch them. Um, I, there's a ton of construction in downtown Lansing, notorious for its one-way only uh, streets. And so it would be so much easier to just park your car, not deal with the traffic, and ride along uh, on the bus. Also, the Bat Yacht After Dark. Uh, the attractions may close at 5 p.m., but uh, the booze begins to flow, uh, <laughs> among with food and uh, nightlife, uh, restaurants across and nightclubs along the Michigan Avenue. Uh, the Entertainment Express, which is a fairly new uh, concept in the Lansing yeah. area, uh, basically taking you the, uh, we'll call that the, uh, let's see, the wine-colored route. Can we call it that <laughs> one? The, the lager-colored route. All right. I'll roll with that. <laughs> the, uh, the Bad Yacht After Dark, giving you an opportunity to see many of the clubs and, and things along Michigan Avenue, things I would assume like Brum Runners and uh, other clubs. Exactly. 621, Nut House, The Firm, Tavern on the Square, um, you name it. Almost everybody will be open and participating and show them your passport and hopefully you'll get discounts and great stuff. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> uh, so lots of things going on. Once again, Lansing.org, Bat Yacht. Anything else you want to add, Tracy? Boy, um, folks, just please uh, visit Lansing.org slash Bat Yacht or just Lansing.org. Um, we'll get you there. It's a great event, lots of fun. Um, we're excited about it. I hope other folks will come check it out and really become ambassadors for the region and let people know what a great place it is to live and work and play in Greater Lansing. Great, fantastic. And it's a weekend that's not only cheap, but uh, you get to let someone burn all the gas uh, instead of yourself when you ride along. Amen. Yeah. See? Are you actually going to go anywhere for Memorial Day? You probably can't go anywhere for Memorial Day weekend, can you? <laughs> no, I actually I am, but not far. Really? Yeah. See, I, I'm curious to see is how many people. Uh, this is going to be the Brock and Tracy show talking about <laughs> gas prices and uh, the concept of people uh, and how they're going to. You know, uh, never mind. So anyway, uh, be a tourist in your own town. The 13th year, it gets uh, bigger and better every year. Saturday, June 2nd. From 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Tracy, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. I so appreciate all the time you've dedicated to this. We really do appreciate hey, your Hey, you are welcome. Any, if you want to come in, like, next month and talk about what you've got coming up, please feel free. Okay. <laughs> like, yes. So, anyway, uh, we'll be right back right here on Exposure on Impact 89FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 389 And now, back to Exposure. 
Welcome back to Exposure right here on Impact 89FM. My name is Brock, and we decided, Tracy decided that she was going to stick around. She wants <laughs> to be invited herself. To she wants to be a radio star and uh, joined in the studio by Ian and Shannon. Uh, well, there's something huge going on actually right here on campus. Uh, right here in this building. Right yeah. here in this building. Yeah. Holden Hall, Odyssey of the Mind 2007 World Finals. And Tracy yeah. knows what's going on. It is so cool. Over 16,000 people are expected in the greater Lansing region for Odyssey of the Mind World Finals 2007. Um, 800 teams from across the world, across the globe. Um, I don't know exactly which teams are being housed here in Holden Hall, but you will see people from Poland, China, Hong Kong, right here in Michigan, across the United States, all competing in different kind of science Olympiad type events um, all around campus. So what? It, it's just kind of like a, a science bee kind of thing? Is it... I guess that might be a way to describe it. Um, the teams are given different problems that they have to solve. Um, there are competitions from all over the world, and they've you know, wheedled themselves down to the best of the best oh. to come here for the world finals. There's one that's sponsored by NASA. Yes. Uh, awesome. <laughs> in this classics problem, teams will create and present a performance that includes a traveler, character on a trip around the world. Travel have to stop at three. Wow. And how, this is... old, how old are the kids that are participating in this? Um, anywhere from kindergarten through college age. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. See, many there's so many things that go on uh, on campus during the summer that I don't even, like, you see all the things on the buildings, and uh, it's too bad they weren't here uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, we're actually we're very excited as the Convention and Visitors Bureau because we helped bring the event to town in conjunction with Michigan State University. They're um, being housed in a lot of the dorm rooms here, mm -hmm. and it's actually a sellout weekend for us for hotel rooms in the region. Wow. We've got so that. many we're friends and family local. here. Yeah. What hotel do you work at? Yeah. Um, Kellogg Center. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh. Yeah, I know you, you can guys take have a... <laughs> It's Michigan State. You can take okay. Kellogg Center. I meant she was very own the Kellogg Center. That's yeah. right. So what what else do we have uh, as far as the Greater Lansing uh, Convention Visitors Bureau? Uh, what else during the years do you do? I mean, you have a visitor's guide. Yes. Um, do you, 